Curiosity is not a sin, Harry, but you should exercise caution. It's a pensive, very useful if, like me, you find your mind a wee bit stretched. It allows me to see once more things I've already seen. What you are looking at are memories. This file contains the most particular memory. I'd like you to see it, if you will. Welcome to Into the Pensieve. I'm Esme Mulberry and I'm joined by Vicki Farmer. Today we are going to be talking about Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows. So the book starts out when Harry is at the Dursleys and well it's kind of it's his last time at the Dursleys because um, the Dursleys are leaving because it's dangerous for them there and then Harry's gonna leave because like why would he stay there if the Dursleys aren't there. So there's a few like kind of sad moments where they're leaving and all that. It's, it's very sentimental. Yeah. And Dudley says, I don't think you're a waste of space. And you're just like, aww. <laughs> Tender <laughs> moment. <laughs> yeah, that was very nice of him. Yeah. So, after they leave and all that happy stuff happens, some members from the Order of the Phoenix come, along with some children. Technically, well, all of them are of age, but still, they're yeah. I the youngest is seventeen. If they were in the Muggle world, they would not be of age. So I yeah. mean, who on them? So Ron Hermione are there and all that and stuff, and um, they are gonna bring Harry out of that the Dursleys' house, and their plan is is that there are. 14 of them there, including Harry. Um, six of them are going to have polyjuice potions, so they look like Harry. So there will be seven Harry Potters, and then they will each have, like, uh, kind of a guardian gu- person. I don't know what to call it. Like a guard Yeah, guy. something like that. And um, they'll all be paired with one, and then they'll take different, go to different safe houses, and then they'll all take port keys to the burrow. So Harry is paired up with Hagrid, and they go off. And I don't think Harry should have been post- placed with Hagrid because, like, I mean, if the d- if Snape has told the Death Eaters anything, he's told them that no Harry and Hagrid they they didn't even know that the Seven Potters thing. Oh yeah, right. Okay, never mind. But like, also it's kind of sentimental of like Hagrid was the person who brought Harry there on the bike, so, so then he's, he's the one who's Harry taking Harry yeah on the bike, and they also don't want to put him like with Alistair Moody since he's an Aura. They thought that would be easy like too obvious they didn't want to put it with um like mr weasley because like they're really close like they wanted to have it with hagrid because that kind of makes sense so along this journey hedwig dies sadly harry doesn't tell anyone oddly yeah like it's weird yeah and then they get to their safe house and um, they take the port key and go to the burrow. And they're the first ones to arrive, but they're not supposed to be. So they're all like, um, what happened? So then um, they're waiting and more and more people are coming. And George comes with Lupin, right? Yep. And <coughs> he got his ear cut off by Severus Snape. Yep. So then that sags doesn't have an ear. Then he only has one. Severine Severus. 
<laughs> it's actually funny. Um, so then, when they all get back, I believe Bill is the one who says this. He says, oh, he's like, oh, Matt, I died. And, yeah, Matt, he, he died. And he's dead. And um, then they're all sad. And Harry is all like, hey, I'm going to leave now because someone, I don't want anyone else to get hurt. It's kind of just like, I never liked that part. Because it's like someone died to get you there, so then you're gonna leave. Actually, two people died. Hedwig. And then one person lost an ear. Well, I mean, yeah. Which isn't that big of a sacrifice, but still, it is a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice, at least. So, I always kind of want to yell at Harry, like, you think they're, like, Mad-Eye's life is worth nothing? Like, it's... Oh, that man. <laughs> so, then they convince him to stay, at least until Bill and Fleur's Which, I mean, wedding. I think that he was going to stay anyway. Yeah. And Hermione and Ron say that they're going to go with him on his hunt for Horcruxes. So then, um, they're preparing for Bill and Fleur's wedding. And the day before... Is it the day before? I think it's the day before. It's, like, near the wedding. Um, the Minister of Magic comes, and he... It's s- on his birthday. Yeah, it's on his birthday. Which I think is the day before, actually. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the day before. Great timing. Um, he's like... Uh, he takes Harry, Ron, Hermione aside, and he's like, I have the Will of Alice Dumbledore here, and you each have something. And, um... <coughs> Ron gets the Deluminator, which is the, like, kind of thing that looks like a cigarette lighter that turns the lights on and off hermione gets the tells the beetle the bar which is the most useless object in my opinion well it ends up helping yeah but like i mean it's a book of children's tales but yeah still. and then harry gets the snitch that he caught in his first ever quidditch match which is probably which probably seems very useless at the time yeah but then and um snitches have flesh memory so it's like if you're if you're like the first one to catch it it will like remember you and stuff yeah stuff so they think that if harry puts it in his mouth it'll like open up and there'll be something in it but when harry does it says all it says is i'll um open up the clothes i'll open up the clothes and i used to think that that meant that if you tried to open it then it would close but if you tried to close <laughs> then it would open that was before i made it to the end of course but wouldn't that just be weird <laughs> it's just like oh i get it now oh, yeah <laughs> so then um the minister Ranch said oh there's something else that dumbledore left you and he's like the sword of gryffindor but we can't give that to you since it's like a magical artifact and it wasn't dumbledore to give away and it's a weapon yeah and it's a weapon so yeah and he's like, and then they're all mad at him, like, but he left it in our in his will, and it's like, but, but it's again, not, it wasn't his to give yeah. away. Like, if I was like in my will, I decided that I was gonna give away one of your shirts to one of my descendants, then that's not mine to give away, and I can't just yeah. be like, hey, you can have my friend's shirt, and <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's I don't even have, so. I think they just needed to calm down a little bit on that matter. And then the next day, or as I believe it's the next day, Bill and Fleur have their wedding. 
Yay. Yay. And it's a very nice wedding, too. And, and we meet Auntie Muriel. Yay. Oh, Auntie Muriel. She's I so nice. Well, I mean, she's not nice, but she's so much of a fun. good. Yeah, she's a good character. And she's, she's so, so fun to fu- read about. <laughs> she's so funny. So they're at their wedding, and it's pretty nice wedding. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, a Patronus comes, and it says, like, leave the death it says like coming. the ministry is fallen scrimger is dead they're just coming. a bunch of blah stuff yeah totally not important to the plot <laughs> it kind of is <laughs> so then um they all leave right yep. and harry Ron and mine somehow find each other in all this chaos and they apparate to this town this town and then they go and then they get found by death eaters and they're like Oh my golly, there's but a death But how did that happen? Because how could they find out where we went? Was it because they said the name? Yeah, they said Voldemort. But they yeah. didn't know that at that time. And then, the one, um, the one thing that Ron was able to figure out that yeah. was actually smart. And then Harry just says it, and it's like, honestly, dude. Yeah. And they're like, don't say it. And he's like, I'm going to say it anyways, even though it could get us killed. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. Yeah, for once he should listen to his friends. Yeah. Like, like I mean it's not it's not even like it's like I mean if your fr- if your friend is afraid of the name, then respect yeah. that and don't say the name. So then they go to Grimoire. And practically place. everyone else in the wizarding world is afraid of the name too. Yeah. So I mean, it's very disrespectful of him. He's just trying to be all like, Ooh, I'm so brave. And how does he like he says it once and then he forgets you're not supposed to say it. Yeah. So it's like just honestly Harry yeah and if he wants to say Voldemort's true name then say Tom or Tommy or little Tom or something or like Tom that Tom. yeah or Tom Jr. or something like that or Tomalon or I don't know Tomalon <laughs> yeah anywho um, then they go to Grimmauld Place and they stay there for a while a really long time yeah and they make friends with Creature yay which oh, I mean it's creature. like how long did it take you to figure that out yeah, creature's not that bad. He's just yeah. kind of loyal odd. to his leaders. Yeah, he's just kind of odd. Yeah, I mean, just try yeah. try and be friends with <laughs> Everyone's him. Everyone's different in different ways. <laughs> so them, well, they're looking for the Horcruxes. Um, they find that Mungdungus Fletcher has like kind of raided the Black House and gone gotten a lot of stuff from it. So then they order creature to get. Mundungus and Mundungus says he took the locket that was the Horcrux and gave it to Umbridge. Umbridge. So then they decide to attack the Ministry, kind of, and they go there. <laughs> yeah, and it's like Umbridge rightfully earned that locket, and you're just gonna go and steal it from her. She didn't even pay for it. Well, I mean, she kind of it was sketchy the way she it, got yeah it was kind it was of sketchy. it was kind of bribery but um it was bribery it wasn't kind of bribery it, it was <laughs> but still it is hers rightfully so technically yeah yeah so they shouldn't have been stealing things like that well how else are they gonna get it well they could like i don't know break it and then give it back <laughs> yeah they just take it off her can i borrow this for a second they just take a sword and stab it you can have it back now nothing happened there (laughs) (laughs) so then um they should do that with uh the cup too because it was in bellatrix's vault yeah why didn't they just stab it in the vault 
That yeah. Ma- they didn't have to take it at all. Well, also there was like the gold was like compiling on them and like yeah. Well, they could have. It, it would have been like way easier because then they wouldn't even have to t- have had to touch the cup. They could have just stabbed it and then gave it. But to they Grip didn't Puck. see it until after like the gold was starting to like pile up. Mm, well, I mean, and Harry Dumbledore climbs on top of things to I get know. it. Sh- we're kind of getting sidetracked. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so they invade the ministry. And they lead a bunch of Muggleborns because, like, they're having a thing where, like, they're riding up all the Muggleborns and, like, taking their wands and stuff. And they, like, kind of led them out and they're, like, just hide from the ministry. I think that they should have tried to help the Muggleborns a little bit more. But, I mean, there wasn't that much that they could have done. But yeah, they there's so much they could have done. They could have still tried a little bit harder to help them. Mm-hmm. So. That happens. Yep. And then they apparate and they are now living in the forest. For and Ron was splinched. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Ron got hurt. And then there's just this long time where they're in the forest and, like, it's kind of sad and depressing because, like, they're all, they have nothing to do and they, like, kind of don't really know what they're doing. And then one day Ron's all like, Harry, you have no idea what you're doing. Ugh. <laughs> he doesn't actually. Yeah, I mean, you can much. see why Ron wants to give up. It's yeah. totally Yeah, so then Ron's like, I'm gonna leave, guys, and they're like, "No, don't leave!" But then he does, because yeah, I mean, that's what he did. Ron should be allowed to leave if he wants to, because like, I mean, Hermione, she probably wouldn't want to leave because she has nowhere else to go. But I mean, if Ron wants to leave, he should be allowed to, because like, they're all acting like Ron betrayed them, but he just got bored. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, guys, I'm bored. I want to go home. <laughs> they're like, okay, that's cool. That's how they should have taken it. So, Ron's gone for a while. It's kind of sad and depressing again because they're like, oh, I miss Ron. Which is actually kind of weird because Ron was just annoying. Yeah, he, was was, he complained about everything. Yeah, and Harry spent most of it complaining about Ron in his head. And yeah. Yeah, I like think. that was one of the main things he complained about was Ron being He's an idiot. Like, Ugh, Ron, that guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm surprised that their friendship survived that adventure. I don't. I wonder how their friendship survives at all. They get into so many fights. <laughs> True. Seriously, every book Ron gets in a fight with either Ron, with either Harry and Hermione. I bet that sometimes it, it's both. Yeah. If Harry had become friends with Draco Malfoy at the beginning of the book, he probably wouldn't be having all these fights. Yeah. He'd probably have a really good friend who's loyal to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ron can never be a Hufflepuff. <laughs> Everyone's like that Ron's true house is Hufflepuff and like Hermione's is Ravenclaw. And but um, no. Ron, he's not loyal. And no. he's... No. Does not value friendship in any way, shape, or form. Oh, I think he values and it. He just <laughs> doesn't have it. <laughs> and he doesn't, um, he isn't hardworking at all. Yeah, he's he not. is so lazy. Okay, so anyway, we're starting again. <laughs> so then, uh, Harry and Hermione go to Godric's Hollow to visit Harry's birthplace. Because c- they think that, um, they figured out how, like, the sword of Gryffindor, like, it took in basilisk venom so like you can destroy horcruxes and all that stuff so like um they're trying to find it so they go to godric's hollow and they visit harry's parents grave and um yeah that happens and then they leave the graveyard and they go they find this lady named Bathilda backshot who they think the sword is with 
So then they just go into her house with her. Why do they just assume that she has the sword? That just looks so dumb. Like, I mean, I know. Sure. She knew oh, well, Dumbledore. Harry, Harry says to her, like, do you have something for us? And she nods. And he's like, okay. So then they go into her house. And she leads Harry up into the attic without Hermione. Harry should have, he shouldn't have asked, do you have something for us? He should have asked, do you have the sword of Gryffindor? And then if she nodded, she sh- he should have been like, yay, can <laughs> I steal it from you? Like I have everything else. <laughs> So then she takes him upstairs and then she turns into Nagini because it turns out that Bethelza was dead for a long time and then Nagini was like living inside her body. Which is kind of weird, but it's disgusting. (laughs) I feel bad for Nagini. Yeah. And then Nagini kind of attacks Harry and all that jazz. And and yeah. And then they apparate out. Yeah. And Harry's wand breaks. And then they're all like, boo-hoo, his wand broke. And then he's all like, well, I'm basically useless now. Well, she is. <laughs> so then, at that house, Hermione took this book that is called The Life and Lies of Alice Dumbledore. Very interesting. And they start questioning Dumbledore and, like, thinking. Because, like, it's all kind of, like, bad stuff about him. Yeah. And how he wasn't, like, but a just, good person. But just because he had a bad past, it doesn't mean he has a bad yeah, it's present. Yeah, like you should... Or bad you, past, but what? closer. <laughs> but closer <laughs> past. It's like you should, like, see people how you know them. And yeah, not how not other people know him or know him. Or knew him or whatever. Or, like, you shouldn't care what they once did or you should just care what they're doing now because mm-hmm. if they once did bad stuff but they're going doing good things now you shouldn't care yeah like i mean forgive them because they change their ways and yeah. they, they feel remorseful for what they've done in the past obviously yeah so and even like most of the stuff that dumbledore did with that was bad wasn't entirely his fault yeah even if it were true because it was all the stuff with like his sister and like how um she was like shut away and then she was accidentally killed mm-hmm. and stopped. but we don't even know if she was killed she could it could have just been the obscurus that killed her like that was just the time that the obscurus no killed one her. of them hit her with a spell oh so oh, okay okay so on the impact of the spell it wasn't even a harmful spell at all and then so at the moment that the spell hit her that was also the time that the Obscurus killed her, so then they just naturally assumed that one of them had killed her, but none of them had killed her. One of them... Okay, we're kind of getting sidetracked. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, then they start kind of questioning Dumbledore and his loyalty and, like, if he's doing... If he, like, did all he could to help him. But this is what I don't like. They always are mad at Dumbledore because he, like, didn't explain everything. It's like, he had limited time. Yep. He couldn't have just been, like... Because how would Harry have been, like, if in a few hours he explained all that stuff to him and he would have just been, like, what? Yeah, like, Harry could have just spent, like, the whole year listening to the life of Dumbledore and everything that Dumbledore knows. Yeah, and also, like, Dumbledore in this time doesn't really care about his past yeah like but like we need to learn about voldemort's past and all of harry's life and like all that stuff yeah like why does that's what matters in that time and what i don't like is why does harry just naturally assume that because dumbledore taught him things dumbledore's just gonna be like oh by the way i might have killed my own sister (laughs) yeah because it's not like they were close but like 
it's not like they were best friends or anything. Yeah. So, that happens. And then one night, Harry is sitting out of the tent because he's taking watch and, you know, making sure no Death Eaters come. And he sees this silver doe Patronus. And he's just like, I'll follow that thing because it makes sense. Because it's totally my business. (laughs) So then... Well, I mean, it wasn't the dope, like, trying to get him to follow her. Yeah. Okay. But, like, he kind of saw walking around, and he's like, it was meant for me. <laughs> yeah, he so just kind of assumes that everything is meant for him. So then he follows the doe, and it leads him to this lake, and he and it's frozen because it's wintertime, and he looks down in the lake, and the Sword of Gryffindor is there. So he breaks the ice stripped down to just his underoos <laughs> and jumps in like a normal person he should have worn his clothes he would have been much warmer and it's also clearly not that deep you know yeah and he doesn't break the ice right over the sword because he has to like dive down and get it and it's like that's dumb yeah you could just like you should okay this is what i would have done i break it right over it jump in and then I put one hand on the surface, like on the ice, and then die, go down with my other hand and grab the sword with that hand. So then I know where the top is, just in case I have to like move around a little bit. But it was probably like super deep, so you couldn't have had your hand on the ice and on. No, it says when he jumps in, he does. He's not like treading water. He's like up to like his shoulders. Oh, it's okay. Not like that deep. Uh, okay. And then, um, when he dives down, he's wearing the locket of, yeah, and, um, he, the, like, locket tightens around his throat, and he, like, is choking. <laughs> he doesn't have the sense to just come back up for air. And then, all Ron of a sudden, saves him. this dude jumps in and grabs him, and it turns out to be Ron! Huzzah! And Ron, Ron also grabs the sword, which is good. And then Ron destroys the locket. Yep. And then they have... Then they go back. Two horcruxes that they've destroyed then, right? No. Yeah. There are three destroyed at oh. that point. Oh, yeah, right, because of the ring. The yeah. ring, the locket, and the diary. Yeah, yeah, destroyed. okay. Never mind. So then they go back to the tent, and they wake up Hermione... And then Hermione's like, Ugh, Ron, you went away. And I was like, sad. So then she hits him in the stomach. And then you smile and think, ha, he got what he deserved. And then she's not mad. She's mad at him for a few more days. And then she's not mad at him anymore. And then Hermione wants to go to Xenophilus Lovegood's house. Because throughout this book, they have been seeing this symbol. That is, it kind of looks like an eye. But it's not. Yeah, I don't know how that looks like an eye. It doesn't look it like an eye. It kind of does. It doesn't look like an eye to me. It looks like a little triangle with a circle and a stick. <laughs> That's just a line. A <laughs> stick. <laughs> um, so they saw it in the Tales of the Bard. It was on a gravestone in Godric's Hollow. And at Bonefleur's wedding, Xenophilus Lovegood was wearing the sign around his neck. Yeah, and then they also learned that it was Grindelwald's symbol. Or supposedly. Yeah. Well, it could have just been the symbol he liked to draw. (laughs) It was just like... I like drawing it. It's fun. Yeah, it could have just been like something that he was like, I'm just 
doodling and somehow some way i drew a triangle with a circle and a stick and it turns out to mean something yeah so then they well go i mean he knew what the deathly hollows were but yeah then they go to his house and be very creepy ask, and nosy about luna yeah and then they ask him what it is and he explains that's the deathly hollows because he hermione reads this the tale of three brothers and it's to just sum it up fast these three brothers meet up with death and death gives each of them a gift one of them an unbeatable wand one of them a stone that can bring back the dead and one of them a cloak of invisibility and those are the three deathly hollows this the line is the wand the triangle is the cloak and the circle is the stone so it's supposedly fictional but wait, wait, wait. How does the how is the triangle the cloak? That never made sense to me. Well, it would be boring if it was a square. Because, like, you know how there's, like, the hood at a top? Oh, I always just assumed that the invisibility cloak was, like, a blanket. Because also they have had all three of them underneath it. I think they drape it over them. But, like, oh. when they show the tale of the three brothers, they, like, have... There's, like, a hood that you then wrap yourself in. Oh, but then what about the front of your face? That one be covered it's magic vicky <laughs> magic but like they they make it seem as though you have to have every place covered because your feet if they're dangling outside out of the cloak then again magic but like vicky <coughs> magic <laughs> but it, they probably just kind of c- close it over their face oh i think it, i'm guessing the hood's kind of big so it kind of just drapes over your head but like what if you're like a really tall person i was imagining like a blanket too but it's not I just imagined it was like this really huge blanket. But what a cloak is is it's yeah. I mean, because like I never get it because head. like they would have those traveling cloaks, and I was like, what is the invisibility cloak uh-huh. then? Because like in the movies when they show like they have little little like animation thing of the Tale of Three Brothers, and there's definitely a hood. Oh. And in Harry Potter world, they have like a puppet thing, the Tale of the Three Brothers, and there's a hood on him. So it's like. But then also in the movies, it doesn't show that there's a hood on Harry's cloak. Oh. They never just show it spread out, so I don't know. So, then Harry kind of gets sidetracked from his hunt for the Horcruxes and is looking and is like obsessing over this stuff. And they're like, Harry, he's, al- he's always obsessing over the wrong thing. In the sixth book, he was obsessing over Draco when he should have been obsessing over Horcruxes. I know. So then, um, one day, they're out in the woods and Harry says Voldemort and as we know if you say that name Death Eaters are called there because that's how they round up the members of the Order of the Phoenix so they get rounded up and taken to Malfoy Manor and there they have tons of fun (laughs) then Hermione gets tortured and they get (laughs) locked in a cellar with Luna Lovegood Ollivander and a goblin being able to be with Luna Lovegood was really nice you know still got locked in the cellar though yeah and the torturing part that is sad yeah so then all of a sudden dobby comes Aww. and he apparates with them out of there well he apparates grip hook luna and olivander out and then harry and ron go up the stairs of the cellar to where hermione is and then dobby comes to get them and then there's this whole kind of like small fight where like they're a little bit of dueling and harry takes malfoy's wand and then they're about to leave and 
Bellatrix throws a knife, and then when they get to where they're offering to, which is Bill and Fleur's cottage, Dobby has the knife in his stomach, and then he dies. Sadness. And, yeah, he died. And then Harry thinks that the best way to bury Dobby is to dig a hole himself and not just use magic. Well, like, I think it's more, like, symbolic of, like, how he knows that, like, Dobby worked so hard, like, uh, all his life, so it's, like, he's oh, gonna yeah, work he, he's gonna to rep- dig his... Pair, I mean, repay Dobby, yeah, but not actually repay like him physically fully. do it. And then, um... Even though he owes Dobby nothing, it's Dobby who owes him something. Well, I mean, I think Dobby's already repaid his debt, like, a yeah. long time ago. <laughs> so... Then they're at Bill and Fleur's cottage for a while, and they talk to Ollivander about wands. And Harry took Draco's wand and Bellatrix's wand, and they also got Peter Pettigrew's wand. So they have three wands now. And also, all of them lost their wands, so (laughs) it works out. And then Ollivander gives this whole speech about, like, wands and choosing wizards and all that stuff and how like a wand transfers from wizard to wizard and then Ron's wand wouldn't have worked very well for him because Peter Pettigrew was killed by his hand not yeah yeah no but Ron pulled the wand from his hand oh okay never mind again you don't have to kill them so then they all took one of the wands and had them. Yep. And then they went to Griphook, the goblin, and started talking because they had a suspicion that. But I thought they went to Griphook before they went to Ollivander. Oh, yeah, they did. No, sorry. That went out of order. But it doesn't really matter. So they go to Griphook and they have a suspicion that there's a um, Horcrux in the Lestrange's vault. So then with Griphook, they form a plan to break into Gringotts. By using steal another thing. (laughs) By using um, Polyjuice Potion because Hermione got some from Bellatrix when she was being tortured. And the only condition that Griphook would take them was that um, he got to keep the Sword of Gryffindor. So they were like, okay, and Harry we'll destroy it. Him. We'll destroy it real fast, and then we're done. So they go into Gringotts. They get into the vault, but then they, the Gringotts people figured out that there's been a break in, like when they're in the vault, kind of. So whenever they touch something to multiply, so like they're kind of out. They're trying to get to the cup, but like it keep, everything keeps on multiplying, and they finally get to it. But right as they're getting out, Griphook grabs the sword. And then they get out. And they take the dragon that is guarding it and fly it right out of there. Which and is another thing they stole. Mm-hmm. Stole. Living thing. Yeah, they should have been arrested, like, and put in Azkaban for, like, a really long time. <laughs> so, then, um, yeah. And they jumped off the dragon when they were over a lake. And 
They were about to set up camp, but then Harry kind of falls asleep, and he has a dream that Voldemort is going to look for all his Horcruxes because he's n- he knows that some of them are destroyed, and um, he is looking for one of them, and he is looking for um the one one of them, and he Harry sees that it's at Hogwarts, so. He is like, guys, we gotta go to Hogwarts. So then they're like, okay. And they go into Hogsmeade. And then they go into um, the Hogshead Bar. And Abifor is there. And there's this new secret passage into the castle. Because it's through the removal requirement. And Neville comes and gets them. And he's like, oh, hi, guys. And somehow they already know about the Green Gods break-in. when it was like a few hours before that. Yeah, which I find totally weird yeah so then they get into hogwarts and they're like guys there's this thing we don't know what it is we don't know where it is and we can't tell you what it is but you have to help us find it they're like that was helpful and they're like we'll totally help you in your quest to find something your foolhardy quest and then he's like is there anything that's that's like Ravenclaw's item kind of thing. They're like, well, there's the lost item of Ravenclaw. And they're like, yeah, but it's lost. That's kind of the point. <laughs> so then Harry thinks and thinks about this thing. And Luna takes him up to the Ravenclaw common room. And um, she shows him the statue of Arena Ravenclaw. And she's wearing the diadem. But then all of a sudden, Harry thinks back way back a year before <laughs> when he was just a youngin. And he wasn't that young. He was just He was young. younger. But he wasn't like young young. He was just young. Well, he's already young and he was younger, so he's a youngin. <laughs> he was underage at that point. Okay, he's young. So, so you're saying that if he was that uh, to be classified as a youngin, you have to be like <laughs> You have to be 16 and below. <laughs> Well, and then seventeen and below, technically true. Okay, yeah, not in the wizarding world. It's sixteen and below. But anyways, back when he was a youngin, <laughs> he hid his potions book, and he remembers that on top of the cabinet, he put a diadem. A diadem, and then he's like, "I remember." Well, he now. didn't know it was a diadem. He thought it was just a little tiara. Yeah. But they're different things, I guess. <laughs> I don't really know how, but so then whatever. Him and then he Ron Hermione like he kinda lost where they were. So then he finds them and they say they went down into the chamber of secrets. I don't like that part. Like, yeah, it's just go down there. And I don't like how they're like, Oh, we just copied Harry's what Harry does. I mean yeah. it kinda makes sense because like that's what they you do for any language, but fast. still. But how do they get back up? Because the way they got back up before was Fox got them back up, and how do they get back up then? I don't know. They just went out where they came in. Because like the I mean it's like a pipe you go down. So how do you climb up a pipe? I d- have no idea. They must have used some kind of spell. Yeah. I bet Hermione supplied it. Yeah. So then they destroyed the cup so they used the basilisk fang i think that the only reason why they had ron get the basilisk fangs was so then ron could have could do something useful in the books for once yeah and actually be handy yeah do something <laughs> yeah so then um 
they go into the room of requirement and they're looking for this diadem and all of a sudden Malfoy's there with Crabbe and Goyle and they're like they know Crabbe and Goyle and Malfoy know that they're in there but they just don't know where and then Crabbe he's kind of idiotic casts a fiend fire spell and it destroys everything and then they Harry and Hermione get brooms and they get Crabbe and Goyle I mean Malfoy and Goyle out because Crab falls in the fiend fire and dies Sadly. tragically. Yeah, I know it's so sad. In the movies, Goyle dies. Oh, in the books, Crab dies. So then they bring them out, and fiend fire um, destroys Horcruxes, which is good luck. Yep, I'd say <laughs> very good luck. <laughs> it's like that's convenient. <laughs> yeah. So then. Um, they're like, well, we just have to destroy Nagini, which is hard because now they know that Voldemort is like keeping it close in a little bubble. Yeah. So then they go out to try to find Voldemort and they find him and he's like talking to Snape and he's all like, I have the Elder Wand, but you were the one who killed Zumbledore, so it actually belongs to you. So I'm going to kill you. So then he kills Snape, right? And yeah. And then they go over to Snape and, um, they collect they, his memories. Yeah, they collect some of his memories. And then Harry goes and looks at them. And then that's when you're all like, oh, it's so sad. Because you find out that Snape loves Lily. Yeah. And that um, James is actually a jerk. And that Lily and An Snape extreme. have gotten married. Well, we already know that James yeah, is a jerk. We we, know we've known that since, like, the fifth book. Mm-hmm. But and Harry seems not able to accept that. And then we find out that Harry is a horcrux. And that he has to die. So then he's all like, that makes sense, I guess. <laughs> and then he goes out to find Voldemort. And he's all like, all right, you can kill me. So then Voldemort kills him. And he goes to, like, in his, like, killed form. In his mind, he goes into, um, apart from them three quarters, and Dumbledore's there. Which makes no sense, in my opinion. But yeah, it doesn't make much sense. <laughs> and then Dumbledore explains to him that the way that he can still live is just like going on or something weird. So then Harry's like, "Yeah, that makes sense." And then he somehow gets out of there and stuff. And then he's alive. And the, but they think he's dead, so they bring him into Hogwarts. And, and Narcissa was very kind to him yeah. and was like, "Oh." You know where Malfoy is, so therefore, I'm going to say that you're not dead. I mean, that you are dead, sorry. So then, um, they bring him into Hogwarts, and they're all like, Harry Potter's dead, whoever wants to join me, join me. And then, Neville comes up and has the sorting hat. Oh, like, um, Voldemort gets the sorting hat and sets it on fire and puts it on Neville's head. And then, Neville takes off the sorting hat and pulls Gryffindor's sword out of it. And then, um, he's the only other true Gryffindor. And then, it's cuts Nagini's head off <laughs> so then all the horcruxes are gone and Harry chooses that point to reveal that he is alive and then him and Voldemort into this huge duel and Harry wins and he's like ha ha which I mean yet again very convenient that he's yeah. able to win with Expelliarmus and very convenient that they were able to shoot their spells at the exact same time and then he does this huge talk about how like I always find it funny how they're like circling each other and then Harry just has a conversation of he's like okay 
the real reason that I will win is because the Elder Wand is really mine. Because I was because Draco's one disarmed Dumbledore, and then I disarmed a different wand from Draco, so I somehow own every single wand that Draco has ever like possessed. Yeah, and it's I I don't like that because then yeah, it just uh, just it so just messed everything up. It's like I would have liked it better if Harry. If Malfoy, if Harry, like, even magically disarmed him. Yeah. Instead, just, like, grabbed it out of his hands. So then, Harry kills Voldemort and everyone's like, hurrah! Voldemort could have just so easily killed Harry while Harry was doing that big old speech thingy. Yeah. It would have been, been like, so guess what? <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. And then he does. And then he wins. But that doesn't happen. I think it's because Voldemort wants to be like, haha, I'm better at dueling. But, like, everyone would be like, oh, you were ki- you killed him in the middle of his little <laughs> speech. And I don't know. So then the book ends with Harry winning. And then there's a little epilogue. epilogue and we find out that Harry marries Ginny and has three kids. Ron marries Hermione and has two kids. I think it would have been funny if they had married someone that they that like we never meet in the books. Like if Ron had just married this random person. Yeah, they're like, who is that? Yeah, she was just a random muggle. So yeah, that's the end of the Harry Potter series. And now we are on to awards for book seven. Our first award is um teachers, but since we don't really see them teaching we kind of have them more as how they performed in the um, uh, Battle of Hogwarts. We have Sybil Trelawney, um, Minerva McGonagall, Flitwick, and Horace Leghorn. I did not know how to say Flitwick's first name. So, Wait, what is are. his first name? I don't know. Oh. Okay. I knew it at one point, but then I forgot. Okay, so anyway, so Slughorn didn't really do that much in the Battle of Hogwarts. No, he, he led reinforcements oh yeah right that's actually yeah that's that's uh yeah that's actually very important but mcgonagall kind of like did everything (laughs) yeah i think mcgonagall wins that one yeah she's just good at everything she like control her and she's like okay you do this you do this you do this and then well she was the deputy headmistress and since snape had fled (laughs) then she became the headmistress yeah technically so mcgonagall wins yep Good job. So then, um, now we have best student of the year, and we probably say it's also how they perform in the Battle of Hogwarts. We have Neville Longbottom, Luna Lovegood, Ginny Weasley, and randomly Seamus Finnegan, because <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, he's there. Let's put him in. I think that Neville did. I think Neville excruciatingly well. Yeah, Neville did. Yeah, Amazing. like, not only did he kill Nagini, he also helped get the wounded and the dead back to the Great Hall and stuff. So and he also wounded himself. Yeah. And he, also... Well, like, not like he went and stabbed himself or anything in the arm or whatever. Like, he was wounded. Yeah. So I think he would win that one. Yeah, definitely. That was easy. <laughs> um, next, we have Best New Character. We have Zeno Phil. Phileas Lovegood. We have um, Muriel Weasley. We have Alpheus Doge. And we have 
Okay, I just wrote the initials down, so I don't remember who this person was, but I don't think they would win, because I don't know who they are. Who? It just says, their initials are BB. Oh. Uh, (laughs) I don't know who that is, so (laughs) I have no idea. That's what happens when you only write their initials down. Yep. Okay, um, I think I really enjoyed Muriel. Oh, yeah, she was so good. She was like... like Actually, no, her last name isn't Weasley. I don't know what her last it's name like is. It's like Muriel Sorensen, I think. Sorensen? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, that's wrong. Okay, um, it's something <laughs> random. <laughs> it's not Weasley, though. I just remember that she's not from the Weasley side, but... Yeah, okay. Um, I think Muriel would win. She's yeah, so she's funny. Yeah, she's so good. And, like, I mean, she's not even that important to the books, which is just so great about None her. None of them are actually that important. Well, I mean, Elsie Unless the so one so who we don't know is... BB. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly cannot think of who that is. Yeah, neither can I, but yeah muriel's just so great <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay next we have best magical creature we have the acromantulas um which if you don't remember is the big spiders that is what aragog is we have house elves we have dragons and we have um what was the other one nagini yeah nagini um nagini is great but so is dobby but nagini is kind of like confined into that one bubble bubble yeah but she still did it was just wonderful her character so deep especially (laughs) now that the fantastic beast movies have revealed that she is a maledictus and she was actually a human i think nagini would win yeah definitely it's sad to know when you're watching the fantastic beast road find the movies that that's how she dies yeah it's neville kills her and you think oh no neville kills her by reading the screenplays though you don't really do you don't really get to know her in the movies it's you end up really liking her character she just seems so nice um okay what's oh the bb's with bathilda bagshot oh right yeah I don't she, think she, she would yeah, win. Yeah, she, she wouldn't win. win. <laughs> um, our last one is best villain. We have Peter Pettigrew, Lord Voldemort, Bellatrix, and Narcissa Malfoy. Um, no. Well, Narcissa Malfoy betrays her side. So yeah, like, that's like no. pretty, like, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, from the perspective of good and evil and stuff, which i mean that's not how you should see the world but anyway from that perspective then narcissa would seem evil but then she also like betrays baltimore and then yeah i don't think it would be her i also don't think it's pettigrew he's kind of just a servant at that point like in six yeah yeah he's just there and also i don't think Voldemort either because he's losing yeah he's doing terribly he makes so many mistakes i think bellatrix wins yeah definitely okay mm-hmm. i think she won last book too yeah she, she did villain. <laughs> thank you for listening to the end into the pensive um next time we are going to be looking at the series as a whole <laughs>